Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at QWERTYWritingLife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Today, we are going to follow up on our previous episode about sitting and steeping, and we're going to talk about creative habits that you can put into place to avoid procrastination, and also how to enhance your steeping stages. So... It's going to be a big episode, but before we talk about that, let's talk about our creative weeks. So, Joy, what did you do? So, for me, I think this is really kind of funny because I have noticed that the episodes that we've been having, the topics that we've been discussing, have been popping up in my creative life. (laughs) So, for example, like taking old things and making new things out of them or whatever with um, projects that already exist. Um, that has been popping up for me. Also, this whole idea about steeping and sitting and identifying which is which, that has been popping up so much for me, um, really just in the beginning of this year. It has been a huge thing. So I love seeing how uh, the things that we discuss here come into play in our daily creative lives. And that's something that's kind of cool because it's, it, reaffirms that what we're talking about is helpful, that what we're talking about is, um, it's a thing, right? It's actually something that we face, that we deal with, that is a big topic for creatives. Uh, And also it's just, I don't know, it's kind of neat to see how it comes out and how it works in my own life personally. So there you go. Right. Right. I really think that it's, um, I don't know if it's validating or something, but maybe it creates like a quiet confidence in us whenever we're starting to notice things in ways that we can improve ourselves and that we are like actively trying to improve ourselves um, so that we can be like the best person that we can be, you know, (laughs) that kind of thing. But like, I agree with you, like the sitting and the steeping stuff, like Mm -hmm. that's, that's really been a huge part of my introspection, not just for my creative life, but also for like my personal life. Um, professionally, it's just, you just go 90 to nothing. Um, like, <laughs> but like my personal life and my creative life are the, the places where I have the most control mm-hmm. over what I do. Yeah. And, uh, and that's been a really interesting thing to evaluate. And where I thought I had no time, there actually might be a smidge because maybe that I was sitting instead of steeping. So that's a good point. I love it. So tell us about your creative week. Yeah. So I, well, I have to get a little bit about that I've used in yours. I'm so sorry. But the reason why I'm noticing these things is because I'm actually trying to figure out what I want my 2023 to look like. Mm -hmm. And every year, Joy and I talk about goals and we talk about like intention and that sort of thing. I've not made any affirmations. Have you made any affirmations this year? No, not consciously. I have not. 
Right. So I do think I want to try some affirmations again this year. And I, yeah. and I want them to be like more in the forefront. And I also want my goals to be more in the forefront. So what I have been doing is like making goals and then like closing the notebook. And that's not helpful. Because <laughs> so, literally by the end of the year, but even by like the middle of the year, I'm like, what, what did I want to do again? Like what, what was I focused? I don't, yeah, like it, it feels really bad to not be able to remember what goals you had in January. <laughs> That's true. I am right there with you, though, man. <laughs> but this year, um, it's been a little bit different. This is a this is a big year for me, um, mortally. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about that. I'm turning a particular age this year, and uh, I am still 21. You are, and and mm-hmm. you look every every day of 21. Thanks. I know glorious joy has somehow found this the fountain of youth and she won't share it with me and I'm pretty pissed about it but, <laughs> yes yes it's a pivotal year at all well, continue so I don't know if I'm just feeling like super reflective or if it is um or if this is just like a natural normal thing that happens whenever you are at this stage of life but this year I have not compartmentalized anything. Like everything that is coming out has not been compartmentalized. So I was was telling Joy that like my goals normally are like professionally, this is what I want to do. And personally, I would like to do these things. And creatively, I would like to do these things. That's not how my goals have been coming out this year. My goals have been coming out like uh, on a foundational level, uh, just from like, you know, di- I guess like discovering what I want and just journaling and stuff like that um, and brainstorming. I'm finding that everything that I'm writing down, the the theme, the thread in it is uh, a very foundational thing, like uh, improving like who I am on a foundational level will provide me with the tools and the confidence and the energy and all of the things that we need in order to be um, successful in our creative lives in my in my creative life in my personal life in my professional life so it's it's kind of like thrown my whole goal-making process into a world because it's never come out this way before. (laughs) So this is kind of interesting. Um, But that's what I've been working with. I've got a couple of words that I'm flowing through, and I'd love to make some affirmations too. Um, A lot of this happens super late at night after everyone's asleep, um, which is not super healthy. That's probably got to be on my list for practical (laughs) things to do, like get eight hours of sleep. But... (laughs) But this is very interesting because I'm just going with it. Like I'm not trying to force, I'm not using a template or anything like that. I'm not trying to force anything into it. I'm just kind of like brainstorming and seeing what happens. And I literally wrote the question, like, what do I want to get out of 2023? Mm -hmm. And I just started like flow. I love that. This is kind of how it's all coming out. Now, you know, I'll take all of this and I'll I'll love on it, pray on it, you know, scrutinize it and figure out what I can do and what I can't do this year. Because um, ultimately, this is probably stuff that's going to flow from year to year to year um, and will need to be maintained from year to year to year, too. So that's interesting. But, 
yeah, this is this is kind of what I've where my mindset has been creatively. And I love that question that you wrote down the what do I want from this year and how you just let yourself um, just let it come out and just see what happens and and then go from there. Because, you know, we always do talk about realistic goals and like, you know, breaking those goals down. Like that's all very important. But I think sometimes we forget how beneficial it is to just let it all come out and see what happens because you weren't um, censoring yourself. And I think I know I tend to do that when I'm, when I'm focused more on this has to be realistic and I have to break it down right now. Like it doesn't always come out. You don't get everything that you would if you just allow yourself to let the things come out. Yes. And I adore a template. So let me just throw that out there. I love a template. I love a rule. I mm-hmm. love to follow like I love yeah. to follow a rule. If you have a cell on an Excel and you have instructions on there, I will fill it with the, whatever the instructions say on there. And I think though that that's why this is different because I was actually just, was just like writing. I didn't pull out the tablet. It wasn't something that I even anticipated doing. I just spontaneously did it. Yeah. Um, so I didn't like go and search for my goal template or anything like that. And I'm wondering if that was maybe that needs to be a part of it. Like instead, before I even touch a template, like do some free writing and just kind of see what's going on there. See what I think. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But um, but I think because I am such a rule follower, if I have a template and I have like, a, you know, a section and it's like um, creative goals or you know what's the big goal how do you break it down into whatever I'm only going to think about that particular thing my brain won't go outside of those boundaries naturally um I could probably make it if I was aware and and conscious of the you know of what was happening there but this was all a very organic like natural thing that happened so I'm just gonna go with it I'm just go with the flow in the past, December and November have been super busy. And so I'm always like stressed (laughs) in November and December. So the best time for me to start thinking about like future plans and stuff, resolutions, if you will, even though I don't really love that word, um, is, is in January. And I know that the year has started and there's a little bit of like, well, I'm already out a month or whatever, but I do think that the preparation time has always served me well mm-hmm. if I took it. So. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of like I do with my, uh, my planner is, and with certain things in my week, it's helpful for me to plan out through the Monday because Monday is just things don't go well. So if I'm going to mm-hmm. sit down on Monday and make my plan for the week, that's not that's not a good thing for me. Um, and mm-hmm. I've learned that about myself. So there you go. Yeah, January so January is my Monday. Is my Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Oh, I love that we said it at the same time. Oh, no. BFF forever. Oh, okay. look how in sync we are. <laughs> okay, before we lose all of our audience, let's talk about truth. <laughs> We are bringing you something today. I promise. Right. right. It's going to be good. Right. Well, I feel like there was a little nugget of, of goodness in that creative week that maybe, maybe there's some template clutching people, (laughs) audience who are like, let it go. You know, anyway, (laughs) so. (laughs) 
but we're going to move on. According to the musical. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that on the stage. Mm, mm. Yes. <laughs> Off Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. Right. I'm going to dream big. Names and lights. Okay. Creative uh, habits. <laughs> we're going to swap. I'm, I'm going to be the realistic one and she's going to dream big. <laughs> Um, yes, creative habits, Joy. Let's talk about them. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so we were thinking about, you know, habits are a good thing. And habits can help us in situations like what we were talking about where um, procrastination versus percolation. Are you sitting or are you steeping? And a lot of times these habits that we put for ourselves can help us avoid the whole procrastination thing while still allowing for that percolation that sometimes can be organic, kind of like with your planning. Um, and we kind of just need that time to be a little bit more flowing and flexible. Um, habits can actually help with this. Yeah. And so this is going to be different for everybody. Mm -hmm. So some people hear the word habit and they're like, Oh, not again. You know, of course it is, you know, February. And I'm sure that everybody has been, you know, bombarded with this word um, (laughs) for the past three months or so. Um, But we just want you to know that they don't have to be scary, um, that they're actually supposed to be a helpful tool. They're not supposed to be a tool of shame and degradation. Um, these things that you do routinely, you know, repetitively that remind your mind that it is, you know, it's, it's doing something good. It's doing something that it knows and it's doing something that it loves. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And so this is in addition to it being different for everyone, these kinds of habits are also dependent on a few things. Mm-hmm. And those things are season, personality and outside forces. So we'll kind of break that down just a little bit. So the season, and no, we're not talking about spring, summer, winter, fall. Okay. We're talking about the season of your life. So I recently came out of a season of grief. Okay. A season of where everything just kind of went haywire (laughs) in my life. Okay. So we all have these kinds of seasons. Yours might be um, a huge project at your day job. And that pretty much has to consume things for you for a while. You know, this is kind of what we're talking about with this. Um, There may be certain seasons where you're not able to do a lot of the creating part. Um, And so, yes, you just have to recognize that and and understand that it's okay. And you have to yourself be okay with that. I think that's something that we've talked about before. Both of us have had a lot of these kinds of seasons where we we have personally had to become okay with the situation at hand. Right. And I think a part of like becoming okay with the situation at hand is also knowing that it is a season and seasons don't last forever. There is actually an expiration date on this, this feeling, this time of life, this project, this, you know, these things that are stopping us from being what we want to be or doing what we want to do. So, yeah. So the next thing that it is dependent upon is your personality. Mm -hmm. And so you have to know you. (laughs) And um, if, first of all, if the word habit, 
like you, like the, the the hairs on the back of your neck like rise whenever <laughs> you hear that like that's something that you need to know you might need to like consider why is it because you feel shame or guilt or you may maybe maybe you feel joy for from that word and habits like you you love them because you love to 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 feel disciplined and empowered and you know have that freedom and um and that's a huge thing too because honestly like um it's it's out there everywhere like discipline and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote Jocko Willink because my oh. husband loves some Jocko Willink wow. but discipline equals freedom and mm-hmm. I haven't learned it yet but there are a lot of people who have <laughs> I love him so much he just makes me so happy. <laughs> and he is like, he's a really good person to go to for like some pep talks and talks and stuff like that. Like his pep talks are great, but they're also a little bit of like, you know, kick you in the butt because like life is not as bad as you think it is. Go on and be, go and be great. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I will, a great one to listen to. I'm just going to pop this in here. We'll put it in the show notes. Is his one good. And he, I, was I know, I love it. I actually have on my, my vision board that's right above my computer, I have it smack dab in the middle, good, in very big mm-hmm. letters. So basically, you have to listen to it because it's so much better. But just to set you up, he's going to tell you about, you know, so you, this horrible thing happened to you, good. So things aren't going according to plan, good. Anyway, you just have to go listen to it. I'm going right. to go listen to it later. Huh. Right. Anyway. It, it's really good. And there's a reason why he's saying good. Yes. And he gives it to you. So you have and to listen to the whole thing. And it's very short, actually. Yeah. So. so, yeah, you got to know your personality. Like, do or do habits scare you or are you very fond of them? Mm-hmm. Um, you also got to know what kind of habits um, you respond to. So if the idea of getting up an extra 30 minutes or an hour in the morning is a habit that makes you want to throw up, then you probably don't want to do that one. Let's try <laughs> something a little smaller. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but there, is, there could be something like, you know, drinking double the amount of water that you drink in a day. So if you drink two bottles of water, maybe try four bottles of water. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're taking care of yourself, then you're taking care of your mind. And your mind is also taking care of all of your thoughts and your creativity mm-hmm. and all of that stuff, too. So it, it's all linked together. It is. Um, Can I give a tip on the water? Just because you mentioned it, like, this really right. worked for me. Like, I totally freaked out when I had when I was told I had to drink way more water than I had been. And I just added a little bit each day until I got mm-hmm. to the amount and it was like no big deal. So anyway, just had to toss that out right. there. That's a freebie for y'all. You're welcome. So it made a huge right. difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good, good, good pro tip here. <laughs> um, talk to us about outside forces. Yes. So outside forces. So this is, um, so we're saying that these habits are also dependent on outside forces. And this is where you have to know your family. You have to know the expectations that other people have for you. Um, You have to know where your responsibilities are, uh, all of these things. And you also have to understand that sometimes those outside forces completely derail all of your plans. And it can be very frustrating. And it can be, you know, in some cases, it can be a little bit detrimental to your, you know, publication. for example, your publishing deadlines and, and all of that schedule that you have set for yourself, it can be detrimental to that. But you have a couple of options there. So one, does it really have to derail it? Like, is it really that important? Well, if a family member gets seriously ill and you have to care for them, yes. Obviously, that is that becomes your priority. Okay. Now, 
it could be something else and maybe it's not that big of a priority and they need to understand that. So that's a conversation that has to happen. Um, another thing here is if it does change everything for you, instead of wallowing in the anger at that, mm. you have to embrace it. And I'm going to go to the military thing again, and that's, you know, adapt, overcome, improvise, or whatever the, the slogan is. I actually mentioned that um, in a recent blog post, and that's something that I had to do last year. So, yes, you just have to accept the fact that things have changed, understand that that's what has to happen for now, and then move on. Don't let yourself get all, you know, wallowy <laughs> in things. So. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so, um, as far as his outside forces. And I just was thinking, as you were talking about that, mm -hmm. that we probably need to create, if we haven't, I feel like we have in, like, loosely we have, but it would be kind of cool to, like, put together an adaptability template. Mm -hmm. Because being adaptable in a creative world in any in any situation is actually a really huge part of just like living. Yeah. So I would probably say that like in an adaptability, like if you had a process like that you needed to go through if a curveball got thrown your way, if an outside force tried to derail you, like, and you knew that you had five minutes to freak out, and then you knew that you, you know, like. And the, the next thing that you would need to do would be like assess the situation. Like mm -hmm. what's the real, what's the real big problem here? And then the next thing you needed to do was, you know, what the next thing is. And then eventually you need to like notify, who do you need to notify? Like if you had an adaptability process, that would probably make you feel a little bit better about like having to change things up with your outside forces situations and your habits. Um, um, and as far as like, these outside forces affecting your habits. Like if you went through the process and wrote it all down and just kind of had an idea of how you were going to get back to those mm -hmm. things that make you productive and make you great and make you the person that you want to be. Yeah. Um, and so the words, and I, I messed it up earlier, but it's improvise, adapt, and overcome. So mm -hmm. I think that there mm -hmm. might be something with those three words there. So, you know, yes, mm -hmm. first is the assessment. Like you have to assess, okay, this is the situation. This is what's right. happening. And then, so how can I improvise? How can I, is there any part of this original plan that I can hang on to? Can I redeem any of this? Um, and then from there, you know, well, how am I going to adapt? How am I going to change my approach to this? How am I going to um you know, how am I going to move forward? Because we are going to move forward one way or another, <laughs> you know, or so are you going to move forward with a good mindset and with actually accomplishing something of what you originally had hoped to or not? And that's really in your court, um, even when it's an outside force that's derailed all of this. And then finally, the overcome. And I think that that's just simply, you know, making the plan. Yeah. And sticking to it. And that's, yeah. that's where you go. Or making the alternative plan until you can get back to the original plan. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And sometimes it's like, okay, this is my in-between, in-betweeny in plan. <laughs> right. Well, I think that outside forces in regards to um, habits and what our habits are dependent upon, like you have to decide if you are ready to make that whole like lifestyle change and you're going to do all of these, you know, habits, you're going to try to create all of these habits all at once, 
Or if you have, you know, if your season is different, if your personality is different, or if there's outside uh, forces that are coming into play to where you only can focus on one small thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And then in six, six weeks, you're going to add something else to it. And then in Mm -hmm. six weeks, you're going to add something else to it. Like that's, I think that's kind of, yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of where, where we're going with this Mm -hmm. as far as what habits are dependent upon. Mm So we do have two examples of habits that we think would be beneficial in a creative setting. Mm -hmm. Specifically when we're talking about the sitting and steeping, sitting versus steeping. Yeah. Right. So Mm -hmm. the first one is prioritization habit. And this is where we're talking about time is a big aspect of this. So what are your priorities? What is the most important thing? What, you know, putting those things in order And then looking at the time that you've spent, and I know that we've talked about this in a number of episodes before, so I don't know that this is necessarily going to be something new to say to you guys, but it's, first of all, taking the time, huh? See what I did there? Taking the time (laughs) to actually see where your time goes. Like, where, where do you have pockets of time? And then putting the things that you need to do, prioritizing those, Mm -hmm. and then plugging them into your time pockets. So it's just, it's going to take a little bit of time if you've never done this before. Um, But this is also something that you need to return to often because our time pockets change and our priorities change and our responsibilities change. And there are the whole season things and all that too. And you pair this with the introspection that we were talking about in the last episode, as far as you're sitting and you're steeping and you might find that you have more time than you think you have because you you might've been sitting instead Mm -hmm. of steeping. When you thought you were steeping and you were actually sitting. So (laughs) ask me how I know. Um. (laughs) And you know what you can do while you take the time to evaluate your time is you can make yourself a nice cup of tea. Mm -hmm. Yes. I really want a cup of tea, y'all. I'm sorry. I know. I might have one after this. Um, But uh, so another another habit that we want to talk about that could benefit this situation is your creative process habit. Mm -hmm. And so this actually is a lot of observation and you have to make things in order to observe your creative process. So there's like a couple of things that are going hand in hand here. So you can choose to do like some smaller projects. If you don't know uh, the, the um, evolution of your creative process and the emotional, the emotional ups and downs that go along with that. Um, So you can try to do something a little bit smaller. So for example, if you're a writer uh, and you want to write novels, maybe, Maybe you write some short stories and evaluate your creative process from beginning to end on some short stories mm-hmm. just so because because it takes so long to write a novel. <laughs> so truth. <laughs> and then as you start to write novels, then you can see if your creative process matches up. We think it will. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's our theory. Let us know. See if our theory mm-hmm. is correct. <laughs> right. Right. So, um, so here's what we think. If you know what you habitually do in your creative process, that when you get to a particular place that feels as if you're in the depths of despair, you can have a different outlook on it because you might know that that particular part of the process comes before something really great. Um, or if you're in the depths of despair, you know that it's going to get a little bit worse, but (laughs) But there's eventually a It's going to get better, and you're going to love your piece at the end of it because that's how you repetitively have have created things. Yeah, 
I love that. I love the way you said that. And it was so funny when you first said the whole depths of despair thing. Like when we were talking about this before, you're mm -hmm. like, so then I can know, oh, yay, I'm in the depths of despair. It's about to get good. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So your whole, like when you're aware of these things about yourself, then um, there are some things that actually you know, a, a negative thing can trigger a positive emotion because you know that something good is coming next. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> exactly. that's probably a, a nice articulate way of saying that instead of like, yay. <laughs> oh, the yay moment. Right. I also love yays. So, well, that's right. what we have about habits, like creative habits. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to move on into how we can enhance our steeping stages. So if you have uh, introspectively looked at your, your um, situation and found that even though your hands are not actively making something, your mind is steeping on the creative project and you are stoked about that, um, we want to talk about how we can enhance that steeping stage because you still might not be able to put your hands into action just yet. Mm -hmm. Yes. So the first thing we want you guys to do before we get to the thing that you're going to put there is you have to come up with a place for this thing. All right. So where is some place you have to look every single day? Okay. For example, it could be your computer screen. I'm looking at my computer screen right now. I have a vision board. It could be, you know, these are the things that are directly in my sight line right now. It could be things like your bathroom mirror your front door, your car dashboard, your cell phone screensaver. That's a good idea. You're, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, see, I knew that was you. It was either you or my daughter. Yeah, I've got a teenage daughter with a cell phone, so y'all figure that one out. <laughs> so yeah, so these are just some ideas of places. Where do you look every day? Right. And so now we're going to talk about what we're going to put in those places or what just one of those places. You don't have to do it everywhere because yeah. that gets a little aggressive, but, um, but you want to pick one, <laughs> at least one. Now, if you feel as if it would be helpful for you to put it in all of these places or wherever else you find, then we are totally on board. You, you just send us a picture cause it'll be fun. Um, <laughs> But what we're going to put there, you want to find a piece of paper, a dry erase board, um, a cork board, some some way that you can um, be able to write something there and add to it. Like you don't want it to be stagnant. You don't want it to be like permanent marker or anything like that. Um, you want to be able to add to it. What you're going to do, we want you to write down the things that you're steeping on. Like the, the, the things that come from your steeping sessions. And this could also be like, you may have like a one place where it's like, you have the reminder of that thing that you're steeping on mm -hmm. in one central location that you look at every day. And then from there, because you're going to have a lot of stuff that's going to come out of these steeping sessions, right? So maybe mm -hmm. that one place, you're not going to be able to put everything there. But having that visible reminder of somewhere where you are actively looking every single day is going to keep you in that steeping mindset, I think. Right. So then what about all of those epiphanies, for example, and all of these things that are going to come from the steeping sessions? What can we do with this? And what should we do with this? Well, we should write them down. Yes. <laughs> or record them. Or record them. Yes. Yeah. So I, I want you, I want to, talk about too that it's not necessarily just like the practical decisions of your piece like 
if you think about your peace and there's an aspect of it that brings you joy, Mm -hmm. it might not be a decision, but it gives you a good emotion about it. Like that's the stuff too, that we want. We want to, we want something, a tangible thing to remind you Mm -hmm. about why this, this project is important. And so, um, so writing down epiphanies, writing down decisions, writing down, um, the, the places and parts of this project that's going to give you good emotions, writing down questions that you're trying to solve is going to be a huge thing too. Um, you can, you can do, you can definitely do that. You don't, well, let's just be honest here. You don't have to necessarily have it, um, like this. Another way that you could do this would be through like your recording app on your phone, or if you have a digital handheld recorder or something like that, maybe that's where you uh, keep things. Maybe that's a part of your everyday life that you, um, that you can access and implement this into. Um, so there are even like some transcription services that you can speak directly into that app or to that device. And you're going to be able to have it all typed up for you at the end of the day as well. Um, there is something that I really, um, well, I'm not going to get into that just yet. I'm so sorry, (laughs) but that's definitely something that you can do. I know on my, on my phone, I have a, I have an iPhone and there is a voice recording app on there and I can start a voice recording. And then, um, like, you know, I'm through with it for that, for that session. And I get out of the car and I go and do other things. When I get back into the car, I have another idea about that. I can open up that same recording and continue recording where I left off in that same file, which is very handy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, and I think the key here, um, at least for me, like the key is to have things in as few places as possible. Because mm-hmm. when you start getting napkins and stuff scattered all over the place, it gets a little crazy, right? And the whole point of this is to make sure that we're not losing any of these bits that we mm-hmm. um, that are coming to us as, as we're steeping. And something else that popped in my mind as you were talking about these things that could come to us, like the epiphanies and stuff like that, you mentioned a few times about emotions. And it dawned on me, you know, as writers, well, any creative, honestly, but I'm just going to speak from our um, our situation of writers. So the emotions are so huge. What are we feeling as we're writing this or we're thinking about this story um, and why that's super important to write down? And I'm realizing this literally, like as you were talking, this occurred to me. When we write down the emotions that we're having as we're thinking through it or that we're wanting to have, that's what we're trying to bring out in our readers. Mm -hmm. And that can also lead us to understand the themes of our writing far better, far earlier. So I think anything, really anything that's coming to you as you are steeping on something, make sure you get it down, whether you're writing or recording it, because it could be invaluable in ways that you don't even realize in the moment when it's time for your hands to get dirty on that project for sure. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So what will these things do? What will writing it down and what will recording all of these steeping sessions do? Um, well, a few things. <laughs> <laughs> We're glad you asked. <laughs> um, well, the first thing is, I think it's pretty obvious, is that it will help you remember what's important as you are steeping. And I also think that 
um, being able to have those written down somewhere, something about my mind where if I haven't written it down and if I don't know that it's safe outside of my brain, Mm -hmm. then I'll just like fixate on that one thing. Um, and nothing else will be able to, to happen. And so like being able to get it outside in a safe place, lets my brain know that it's, it is in a safe place and it can move forward. Um, I don't know if that's like a subconscious thing or if it's something that is, is, uh, (laughs) something that I do like on purpose, but yeah, there you go. It's like self-preservation there. I know that's so true. And so then another thing is this also will allow your family, your friends, your animal friends. My baby Tolkien's waiting right here. I just had to pet him. Anyway, so now y'all know why I'm reaching over here and it's not awkward. All right, maybe <laughs> it was awkward, but whatever. I don't care. <laughs> you allow all of them to see that you are a creator as well as the other labels that they see on you daily. So mm. when you place you know, your little thing wherever it is that you look every day, when you pull out your phone and you record something or your t- your planner and you um, or tablet and you jot something down really quickly, you know, maybe you were sitting there watching a show together with your family, like pause it and you pull, pull out your <laughs> tablet and you jot something down. Like They're seeing that you are a creator, that you are making something. And mm-hmm. in these little moments, um, I just I think that those can be really beautiful to for them to be part of. Right. Especially if you're around people who are looking up to you or who, well, not even, well, yeah, there is that, but I'm thinking even like on the partner level, mm-hmm. like they get to see a side of you that is not very easy to share. Yeah. Um, because every, there's so much of it that's in your head, yeah. you know? So they're going to, they're going to be able to see that, you know, the wonderful inner workings of your brain externally. And it's just a a lovely thing. And I think for people who have dependents, I think that that is really important because they're going to be able to see that you're more than just the labels that they think that you are. You're more than a guardian. You're more than, you know, uh, an employee. You're, you're, you get to be more than that. And because you get to be more than that, they get to be more than that too. So, yeah. So true. I love the way you said that. So another thing that we think would be very helpful for you guys in this whole process. So we've talked about these habits. We've talked about, um, you know, ways to really enhance that steeping um, stage, as we call it. If you have other creatives in your life, which we hope you do. We did write a book about critique partners. We're pretty (laughs) fond of this whole notion of having creative friends, right? (laughs) It's kind of the basis of of what Cordy is. Mm -hmm. Um, We encourage you to, if you don't already, schedule weekly, bi-weekly, monthly meetings with your creative friends. And in these meetings, you can share, share what you're steeping on, share what you're thinking about, all of these things, because it enables you to get it out of yourself in a different way. And you may end up brainstorming back and forth. They may have some great insights or suggestions that you wouldn't have thought of. Um, it's, It's just so beneficial in so many ways. And then they can actually help you with the next part of this, which is to know when it's time to act. When you're done steeping, it's time to take that tea bag out. It's time to sip on that tea and dip your shortbread in. (laughs) (laughs) So they can actually, I think a lot of times, May probably is better at seeing when it's time for me to act than than I can see it. Like, and vice versa. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, so it's time. 
Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's, it's time, darling. <laughs> Get that pen out. <laughs> mm-hmm. She doesn't, sometimes she doesn't say words, but I know the facial expression now. Oh, Lord, so. my, face. <laughs> my face gets me in trouble. <laughs> but no, it's good for me to know that because I really, like, Sometimes I don't know when I'm being ridiculous and like I'm able to, I'm able to get that from her, like an, an, on a, a nonverbal level because Joy does this thing. Joy does this thing where she wants me to come to these conclusions by myself and I really appreciate that so much that she thinks that I can come to conclusions by myself, but <laughs> she's more confident in me than I am, I think, but um but yeah, like sometimes it does take somebody outside of yourself to be able to say, okay, I think it's time to act. I mm-hmm. think it's time to move. Like we can like, if it, if it doesn't work out, we can stop and like reevaluate and see what else we need to learn or do or know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's time to start, you know? Yeah. And or, I think, cause we, oh, time to finish. Yeah. Yes, yeah. time to finish. Exactly. That's another big thing. So I think, so we asked this question, like, when did we know? And we kind of left that open-ended. I don't know how much you've been thinking about this, but <laughs> I think for me, like, when do I know when it's time to act, when it's time to really, you know, put my steeping into um, motion, so to speak? Mm-hmm. It's similar to how I asked so many people, when did you know that that was the person you were going to marry? No. Yeah. Okay. I know, right? (laughs) And it's so annoying because it's like, you just know. And I hated that. Mm -hmm. But you know what? At the end of the day, I just knew. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So it's similar with my creative stuff. Now, I will say Mm -hmm. like every project is different. There's, Mm -hmm. there are variables here. um, But there are times where I just simply know. Like when I've been doing a lot of research on something, I get to a point where I'm sick of the research, but it's not that I'm just sick of it. It's like, I have to get this out. And Mm -hmm. if I need more research, then it'll, it'll happen later. But right now I am just in a place where it's, it's got to come out. Right. You know, that was one of my, that was one of my ways. It's like, where I'm just kind of, I'm just like, I'm done. Like, and not like I'm done as in like, oh, I'm done. But like, no, I'm done. You yeah, know, like it's different. That's how I am at like each of the stages yeah. in writing, like revisions versus mm-hmm. like editing versus like each thing. Like yeah. I'm just like I get to a point where I'm like done. And mm-hmm. the same thing when it's the very end and it's time to actually say, all right, I'm going to publish this thing. Mm-hmm. Like I get to a point where I am done. Right. So with grief like a river, it was a, it was a combination of things. It was the I'm done mm-hmm. feeling, and then also um, I took some time off of work to finalize it. And, you know, that's not something that I really, you know, I got to choose the days that it happened, but once those days were over and if I didn't get done, done, you know, like, (laughs) you know, what's a girl to do? So (laughs) deadlines can be helpful. (laughs) So deadlines can be helpful, but like it was an internal thing and an external thing. And, um, yeah, yeah. I think that it was just a lot of that. It was like, just, just having a feeling of completion and almost revulsion, but (laughs) (laughs) and then just being able to say, you know, it's, it's not, nothing is perfect ever. Nothing is ever perfect. 
this is one perspective on grief that comes from from a truth that is my truth. Mm-hmm. And you know, if there is something that doesn't cover somebody else's truth, mm-hmm. that's not the purpose of the book. Yeah. I had, you know, like I had to remember what the purpose was. Had I fulfilled that purpose? Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's move on. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So I know you probably, some of you might be throwing your phone or whatever you're listening to across the room mm-hmm. because you're like, they told me I would just know. But I know. I mean, no. I, I had some physical things that were there. <laughs> like, true. They really are. They really are. Right. Yeah. Um, but there are some physical things, but I do know what you mean as far as like, you just, you know, like when you know, you know, particularly about marriage, not necessarily about creative projects, <laughs> but <laughs> But like, so there is a little bit of like mysticalness that goes into, um, that goes into this, but we knew that creativity was magic anyway. Like, I think that everybody, everybody who is a creator is like, there's a little bit of, um, of fairy dust in, in everything that we do. So don't be surprised that if you know, you know, uh, if, if it comes up and it happens, but also don't be surprised if you set a deadline and you feel as if you have met the purpose of this particular project. And so, um, so, you know, um, or if you set a steeping deadline, because I know I started talking about like the final project. So I apologize about that. That was more about the final project than it was about like, are you ready to get your hands dirty? Um, but I think so, that it's similar because, like, every stage is the same. Like, it's mm-hmm. a stage. And I think that that's, yeah, like, every every aspect of this is a different stage. And there has to be an end to that stage. Right. And I think so that I, it's the same. Right. And with taking your season and, and your person, you know, like, your season in life and your personality and your situation all together, like, if you put together a time timetable that you think is going to fit – a steeping stage, like when you get to that, the end of that timetable and you don't feel as if you know enough about your, your creative project yet, then like reevaluate the timetable, but also be introspective and know if you are adding time to that timetable because, well, you need to know why you're adding time to that timetable. Yeah. goes back to that why question. That's right. And never think that just because you're, you know, you start a different part of the process, doesn't mean that you can't go back to any other ones that happened before. So just know that adaptability, flexibility, um, your, your inner muse is not going to run away (laughs) and, uh, um, start another project without feeling fulfilled on this one. So, so I think it's time for a challenge. Sure. Sure. And our challenge is simply do the things that we just said. (laughs) (laughs) So like a good question would be like, do you have creative habits? Mm -hmm. Are they helping you? If they're not helping you, how can you adjust them? Or maybe you should try something different. Maybe put a little spark in that, in that habit life. Right. (laughs) And if you don't have any creative habits, what's one that you can try? Maybe you can just try a little bit of one this week. Maybe it's just two days a week. Maybe it's three days a week. Maybe it's every day. Whatever kind of situation that you're in and whatever kind of habit sits your situation, like that's what we want you to try. And then if you have a really good steeping stage situation going on, (laughs) then we want you to try one of our practical tips to help enhance your steeping stage. Mm -hmm. So have you identified a place that is 
a focal point of your life that you can put notes and and things on whenever you come up with really cool stuff from your think your think sessions. And um, if that's not good, have you been trying to record something, um, all of those notes into some sort of device? And if that's not good, are you having um, are you having regular meetings with your core creatives? Mm. I think that's a cool one that I would probably love to get more involved in as my seasons change. Cause right now my season is surrounded (laughs) is encompassing a lot of uh, extracurricular activities for children. So, (laughs) yeah, but I'm so thankful for this podcast because this is like, this is like my meeting. Like this is my core creative meeting um, for the season of life. So thank you, Joy. You are my core creative. Oh, thank you. (laughs) why do you guys think yeah why do you guys think we do our creative weeks like (laughs) we hope it's helpful for y'all but like it's super helpful for us to just kind of like stay up on what we're working on and we do sometimes have some chats before and after you know we record these things that stem off of that so yes definitely Mm -hmm. vital absolutely absolutely well we hope you have a fantastic week and go make something (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your creative friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTYWritingLife.